Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life Told by a Stranger, the podcast where we pose the same four questions to each guest and get life advice to put our minds at rest. I'm your host, Daniela Lake, and today's episode is part of our Valentine's series. So before you listen to this episode, you should probably listen to my introduction episode, which explains what the series is all about. So through the entire month of February, I'll be speaking with different couples and asking them about their relationship, relationship advice they have, and all that good stuff. So today, I'm here with Muriel and Jim Tyree. Where do both of you work? What do you guys do? Well, I am retired, um, hallelujah. Um, But I worked in the garment industry. I was a designer pattern maker for what 18 years and then after that somebody noticed that I could boss the job so uh, for about 18 years I um, was the manager of design departments and so I worked for various companies. So I've been retired for one year I worked for Metro Golden Mayer Studios film and television industry for 31 years another studio prior to that and a different industry prior to that so I'm in my second full year of retirement and enjoying it. So where did you guys grow up? I spent all but seven years of my life in Burbank, California. Never, well, I get to travel, but I just don't live too far away. I was born in Kentucky, but I was raised in Ohio, New York, and Texas. I've been out here in California for the last two-thirds of my life, so mostly I'm a Californian. How old were you guys when you met? Ha, ha, ha. There's the question. (laughs) I was, what? 31. 31. And I found this cute little babe. 24. (laughs) There you go. How long have you guys been together? So we met in 1976, 42, going on 43 years ago. Uh, We got married seven years later in 1983, so it was a long courtship. Yeah, the courtship, nothing. We were were both just We were friends friends, and it evolved. Didn't either one feel like we needed to get married? You know, I mean, I never even thought about being married until one day it just hit me. You know, this guy is good marriageable material. <laughs> and she was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we could get into the main four questions. Then. Okay. Question number one. So if you were to write a romance novel based on your relationship, what is one story you would have to include? The story of how we met. We met in the middle of October in 1976. I know it wasn't a rainy day like today. <laughs> But it was a church event in Glendale, California, at a church that we both attended then. And it was a associate pastor had a potluck dinner for singles. So I had not seen this guy, but he had attended church on Sunday and was invited to come to this singles group and for the very first meeting. And I was there. He was the only one in the room that didn't know somebody. Caught my eye. So I walked in, and there's a redhead sitting in the middle of the room on the floor, as I later found out was her preferred seating arrangement, and she just kind of caught my eye. Sitting on the floor will do that. (laughs) Our group met once a a week, but he had the type of job where he was gone a lot, so (laughs) there's really no time to date, because he was gone a lot. So, But the times that we did see each other at those potlucks, you know, you get to know someone. 
that counted. Did it, it worked. It? It, yeah, worked. it worked. It worked for us. Do you encourage other people to do things like that, like go to events for singles to meet each other? It was the way to go in the you know the pre-internet, pre-speed yeah. dating type world. But uh, I think so. Shared yeah. interests. That's what yeah. I think. Go to places where you're actually interested in doing those things or, you know, going to those places. I mean, why would you want to go someplace to meet someone if that's really not your thing? So I met him in church. Question number two. So what do you value the most in each other and why? I value his quiet strength because I'm such a blabbermouth. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I admired and noticed the very first time I saw him, because he was not a person who was gregarious. Is that the word? Yeah. He didn't just go around and talk to everybody and uh, ah, ha, 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 you know, insincere stuff that you usually do when you're first meeting someone. No, he was, he was just a quiet guy, but I noticed him. I just thought for someone to be not as big mouth as the rest of us, and to still come to a meeting where you knew you didn't know anyone, I thought that was quite admirable, and that I noticed it. He's a strong, strong guy, quiet strength. She has a directness and a focus that I admire, qualities I don't necessarily have in myself. We have entirely different upbringings. Mine is more complicated and darker than hers, but I appreciated that helped me get past a lot of baggage uh, someone else could have enabled me. I could have bought into the problems I had growing up. She uh, refused to, to buy into that. Yeah. Sympathetic, but, you know, life is for the living. Get on, yeah. go Get forward. On and I yeah. very much always appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question number three. Putting aside money, fear, and insecurity, what is one thing you would love to experience together if there were no stakes and you had all the freedom in the world? Okay. I want an apartment in Disneyland on Main Street, and we can go there anytime we want, all year, and um, just invite friends, but I'd want to share it with him, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's it. And I would have a house in Bar Harbor, Maine, which we would visit frequently. (laughs) These are our kind of, you know, financial fantasies, the things that we would do just for the fun of it, mindful as we are of the the needs in the world, and we do what we can here and yeah. elsewhere mm-hmm. to do the best. But that would be our playtime. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about living inside of Disneyland. <laughs> Every time I go, I think about it. But even before that, I mean, it's such a fun place. So why wouldn't you want to live there? Mm-hmm. But not all the time. Just, <laughs> but I think to have an apartment would be fantastic. <laughs> Question number four. What is the greatest piece of relationship advice you have to offer? I would say listen, but listen not necessarily with your ears. You have to listen with your entire body to see what people are saying with what they say, how they say it, how they look, how they physically react. And so you need to be an active listener, but uh, a listener with various different senses. And that way you'll know what the person's saying, what maybe they're not saying, and what they're trying to sort of secretly or subliminally tell you. Yeah, because a person can say something, and you're looking at them, and no, you're not all right. So if you know someone well enough, words are important, but also just the mannerisms and and just how someone looks. You don't want to be smiling on the outside and hurting on the inside. But if you really 
get to know someone, you can, you can tell. And sometimes even when you don't know someone, you could just tell that yes. what they're saying is mm-hmm. matching yeah. their body language. I think we both agree to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have this, <laughs> shall I tell her? Sure. We have this funny little sign that we have in our kitchen, and it says... If I agreed with you, we'd both be wrong. Yes, and it's a man and woman talking to each other. They're both smiling, and you just can't tell which one is saying the words. So it could be him saying, if I agreed with you, or it could be her saying that to him. And oddly enough, it works that way in life. Uh, Sometimes he's right. (laughs) Sometimes I'm right. So that's kind of our little joke. (laughs) Do you guys have any more stories? That you want us to know? I think, well, because I never was interested really in getting married, um, but some people I think are at a certain age, and uh, I think you just have to be open minded about not have a set idea of the type of person you want. Just observe people and you'll find him. I agree. Yeah. You know, it, uh, neither of us were very big on the dating scene yeah. as it was then. <laughs> And I can't imagine what it's like to try to navigate those waters now. But, you know, it was a case of a friendship evolving into love. Because there was seven years difference Mm -hmm. in our age. Seven years difference in age. I'm a cougar. (laughs) Yeah, cougar. (laughs) But he was so mature. He seemed a lot older than he was. So I found the right person. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think it's really fun (laughs) to... Pleasure. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you guys next time.